0: Mansplaining, uh uh the spirit of mansplaining, I had to say it again <laughs> uh to Maddie and Jesse of the Voluntary Vixen. So I'm back, a- back again to mansplaining the the Mo way. So how are you ladies doing? Good,
1: how are you? We're doing great, Moe,
2: well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Hopefully only that
0: wasn't too this, but <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll we'll we'll
2: allow it. We'll allow
0: All right. it for the night. We'll okay. allow it.
2: For the, for the month, you know, this is a, it might be a Women's History Month to some, but if uh, you were with us, Vixens and Vixies listening, if you were with us last March and you're here for another round of mansplaining, um, we're off to a great start, I'd say. Yep. <laughs> so, anybody again who hasn't listened to our podcast before, um, Hello, welcome. And we're uh, Jesse and Maddie. I'm Maddie of the Voluntary Vixens. And (laughs) so we're having Mo back on. Mo was on with us last last March. And I was just saying to Mo before we started recording that, wow, like what a difference a year can make. Like so many things I feel like are different, but like we're unfortunately still seeing the same awful narrative and sort of psyop play out and i really wanted to bring mo on because um things that jesse and i've been talking about uh and have come close to our lives and especially close to jesse's live has recently actually like directly impacted mo and mo i kind of want um you know if if this is people's first time listening to you um i'd love people to kind of get to know who you are and you know, to whatever degree you want to go into it, I want to hear what you've just been through.
0: Well, uh, as of the end of January, I was mandated out of a job. Um, luckily, I'm a full-time podcaster now and Woo. and delving into other business ventures as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought my freedom was <laughs> more important than kowtowing to the system of being mandated I mean because my thing my thing was if it starts here where does it stop and luckily like I I am very respectful that a lot of people had to do what they had to do Mm -hmm. and that's why I don't get on the pro-vax anti-vax train I'm on this the thought process of it's pro-choice and anti-choice because you Mm -hmm. have some people that have taken the vaseline as i call it on youtube <laughs> because of <laughs> mm-hmm. uh youtube censorship mm-hmm. reasons but i've taken I'm, <laughs> I, I, i've taken the side of pro-choice and there's been many people that had to receive the vaccine into their life uh that are on the side of pro-choice so we got to be very careful of you know how we draw these dividing lines because yes. it's 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 very it's a lot of people out here are that are pro-choice but have decided to um, go the route of taking the vaccine. So that's my story. Um, I didn't take it. I I said very early on that I wasn't going to take it. And I'm a man of my word. There were some times where, you know, you start to think, well, is it worth it? You know, you think of other alternatives. Well, I know people that can get certain things and do certain favors for you. But it's like, no, I said I wasn't going to do it. And I'm not going to do it. And I'm not going to cheat either, you know, because there were mm-hmm. those options out there to cheat. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, if you can't live with yourself, it's not about other people's opinion. It's about your opinion of yourself. And I couldn't live with myself knowing that um, I didn't believe in it. I don't believe in any, anybody being forced to do anything against their will. And how I also looked at it as being just just turning 41. I'm like, What if they come with something else in five years, 10 years from now, and you're not in that position that I'm in now to, you know, have a pretty cool exit ramp into something totally different Then what? So Mm -hmm. it was a good time for me to, as any to start investing in myself completely. And I decided to go that route and uh, the, the facts family and the no agenda family and everybody else has been completely supportive of, of, you know, my standing up, um, to the system, (laughs) to the man. So that's my story now sticking to it. Good. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And, um, I think that's one of the reasons I definitely like wanted to have you on and just, I wanted to tell you like, thank you for, for sticking to your decision and, and yes, you are fortunate. And I know you acknowledge this, um, that you're fortunately able to have like say no and stand your ground. And as you said, you know, we acknowledge that there's people that couldn't, but I think like, the huge thing is that, you know, why couldn't so many people and how much of a problem that is, like how many people are so tied into the system that has been crafted for us to sell ourselves to. And, you know, I thankfully, haven't had to make a decision but i there were there was a very serious period of time where i was like i have no idea what's going to happen with my job are they going to mandate this like i have i i work for a very small company and i'm a very integral part of it like so i actually like i knew that i didn't want this and i like nobody was going to make me take it and i still feel that way and you know somebody would have to actually like strap me down and inject something into my skin like literally rape my skin like a forced penetration of this stuff into my body i don't want it and you can't make me take it but so you know i kind of made that decision that i'll walk away from my job and like mm-hmm. but i know a lot of people i i'm i'm in a position where i am so important to my job that i don't think they'd like stick to it if they actually came out with a, "Mm, everybody's going to get this. Like, I'd be like, no. And they'd be like, okay, I guess, uh, not then. Um, and I also, you know, I just got married recently. Another thing that's, uh, different from the last year when we spoke last, thank you. It's great. Um, (laughs) you know, but so I'm married and I do now have like a different kind of backing from my partner. Um, not that I like, you know, rely on him for that, but it's just, man, it just goes to show like, how important it is to find like your true partner to get in that car with you to hark back on our last right, right. episode, get in that car with you. We're going to the same place. Like, and you know, it's going to be mm-hmm. an interesting ride for us both, but, and I don't have kids, you know, like you both do. And, um, I know that it couldn't have been an easy, um, decision for you, Mo, but I'm, I'm, I'm just appreciative that, um, you stuck yeah. just
1: stuck to it.
0: I mean, I will say. Okay, go ahead, Jesse.
1: Oh, I was going to say, as a nurse, like you know, that's been pushed on us at my job too,
2: ad nauseum.
1: Yeah, for sure. And luckily, I live in Tennessee where it's a lot less strict there. Um, but I, we did have this thing going around at my job, um, you know, telling us that you know, by such and such date, we either need to be have our first vaccine. Mm-hmm or be fully boosted. Um, And then um, if not, we have to have a exemption. So I had my pastor write me an exemption. And um, I just had it in my pocket in case I needed it until and so I guess like about a month ago, my uh, supervisor came by and, you know, told me, she didn't even she wasn't even mad. She was just like, I just need that exemption form because we have to file it all by today. It was just kind of like a business thing. So I just took it as like, they're satisfied with my exemption. And I was kind of surprised at how many people at my work filled out exemption forms too. So, and another thing in this field is we're short nurses, like bad. (laughs) In the middle
2: of a quote unquote pandemic, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I have my, my, my resume up on Indeed, and I keep getting text messages and emails and things from all these places that are hiring. So I know I'm kind of in a good spot where they can't really afford to lose me. But I'm willing to do it if I have to, because I feel like for myself, like they're going to come for my kids next. So what would I, what would I say if I went ahead and got this stupid jab, how could I protect my kids from getting it? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I have to be an example and just say, you know, I'm not getting it. So my kids aren't getting it.
0: Yeah. And and that's the thing that since we're talking about mansplaining, (laughs) the perspective of a man and you being the typically, not all the time and not, I mean, but typically we're the breadwinner, right? Uh, In Mm -hmm. the house. Mm -hmm. And for us to make that decision that I made, it was even more crucial because right. it's like, yeah, but <laughs> you, you're the one that bring, brings the money in. And um, as well, like my my wife, she's a stay-at-home mom, uh, house manager. I, I don't like the term housewife. She's a house manager because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a full-time job plus one, you know. Um, and so with that was the insurance. <clears throat> and I think we can, mm. in, in today's time, we can make money. I think, I mean, I think it's a lot easier now Mm -hmm. than any time in history to make money. But the insurance thing of that thing, that was the real stickler. It's like, I mean, you get this Cobra bill in the mail and it's like, sweet Mm. Jesus, like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, for, you know, for your health insurance. But yet and still, it's like, I won't be bribed. I didn't even submit an exemption because it's none of your business why I don't want to take it. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, because... One, I my company wasn't. I mean, they were. They put it up front, like we're going to be very stringent upon you know uh, who we allow exemptions to. And they did something even disgusting as how faith leaders come in, and you thought you were bringing the mm. faith leaders in to explain why people that adhere to that faith would not you're saying would be reluctant. Yeah. No, they were there to persuade you to take it. That's and oh that disgusting. Point, right at that point, I was like, oh, now I see and. I never, I never mentioned my company name and I never will, because I mean, I had 15 years of employment with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, it was mutually beneficial, but I lost a lot of respect for them through this mm. process of, you know, we made it through the, the 07, 08, you know, market crash, these kind of things. We made it. But then you like tow under this pressure, you know, and it's like, okay, where's where does this stop? And I want to bring up one point. Um, I don't want to derail the conversation too much, but I think there's going to be a real lawsuit to be had, not for being fired. I don't think that's where the lawsuit is going to come from. I think it's going to come from you not hiring someone because they're not vaccinated. Because as you notice, they haven't pushed this booster thing to be mandated because my company's Mm -hmm. stance was whatever the CDC says is fully vaccinated is our stance. And notice the CDC hasn't really came out and mandated the the booster yet. So mm-hmm. as these people's immunity uh, wanes, they're no more qualified, even or or, or um, you, immune than I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So why won't you rehire me or hire me when you have people in your company that received their first Johnson and Johnson shot, which is has not been that successful. Uh, you say they have more immunity than I do, um, so I think that's a real opening for a lawsuit uh, for any people, any people that's out there listening that may be uh, lawyers. Because yeah, how can you say they they are more immune than I am? First yeah, off,
1: I definitely agree. It's a HIPAA violation to ask somebody if they their medical history. So when you're interviewing for a job, that should, that question should not come up. And, but it's amazing to me how people just ask these questions and they don't realize it's a HIPAA violation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, they put, it, they put it in the, you know, in the advertisement for the job uh, mm-hmm. that we require you to be fully vaccinated. They're putting that in there. So I don't know if you apply and will they ask you in the meeting? I can't say I've experienced that. But definitely as just looking to see what's available, you know, we all have our name um, name and resumes out there floating around. And you get recommendations and you see this, you have to be fully vaccinated. And I'm like, okay, what what do you mean by fully vaccinated? Is that somebody that mm-hmm. took one shot of Johnson & Johnson over a year and some change ago? Are mm-hmm. they fully vaccinated? You know, are they more, uh, like I said, are they more immune than I am? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's going to be a real at some point that's going to be an issue because when we're a year two years out and these companies still say you have to be vaccinated how can they stand by it if they have people in their company that has only one one shot i mean that's weird to me so
2: and their uh, science is quote unquote science is garbage and so like it very well could be brought to court and you know have it all kind of like get the experts involved and it's it's ironic because like this is literally what i do for a living right like mm-hmm. i'm it i i'm in this like legal medical realm right and mm-hmm. so what i normally do is um we've got expert witnesses they are you know asked to be retained by a company or on behalf of the plaintiff it really kind of depends on like what type of situation it is and what happened and what the allegations are but it's like that's where answers are found and whether the jury you know can kind of comprehend all that and do their jury duty of you know letting um letting the facts be heard and you know what that kind of means to them and what kind of verdict they uh come out with but it it really could be solved in a courtroom and so like that's why like i this has been so frustrating because i think like they're kind of skipping and hoping like they're they're skipping all of this because like of course like as we know the these vaseline uh, manufacturers are um immune <laughs> ironically that's the word we're using but immune to um these lawsuits and so lawyers out there like you said like there are going to be other cases and other ways that you can get to the bottom of this and that you can help clients like find and seek justice and get back at people who shouldn't have kowtowed but did and you know even if it wasn't necessarily like their fault like they followed the wrong leader they followed the wrong pied piper and i Mm. think all actions do have consequences like whether it was an accident like and you it was like um this ignorance of following the wrong leader and following the wrong guidance and following the wrong quote-unquote science or scientist you know there are consequences
1: Mm -hmm. i'm curious to know how many people who were forced to get jabbed got sick after you know had a reaction and sure um because I just remember like I had posted something from my from our uh Instagram and I got all these messages and one of them was from somebody who said that his job forced him to get vaccinated and he couldn't do he was telling me don't get the Johnson and Johnson because it made I'm still sick from it like I still mm-hmm. have to see a specialist for it. But he couldn't take the other two because he's allergic to polyethylene glycol or whatever that nanolipid, and um, so he had to take the Johnson and Johnson, and now he's still sick from it. And his wife, she, they for her job forced her to get vaccinated, and she has a history of Guillain Barré syndrome. Like they wouldn't take their medical exemptions, basically, and so they were forced to get mm. either lose their jobs or get vaccinated. They chose to get vaccinated and. Now they're sick.
0: And and most of the people I work with that took it, they were like, man, that second shot's a doozy. And I'm like, if you're coming back tell, telling me that, <laughs> and, and here's the sick part. I'm going to finish that thought though. But if you're coming back telling me that it's making you sick, mm-hmm. that's making me even less yes. enthused about taking it. You know, and everybody, it was like, it was like Stockholm syndrome, the way people were yes. just like, well, it's just part of, you know, you got to go through it, you know, it means it's working. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, Whoa, hold on. Like, uh, and you, you will hear people say my eyesight is going bad. Ugh. Uh, this is flaring up on me. That is flaring up on me, but they would never associate it back to the shot. I you know, it was like, you, you they were just, yep. but they, they were ne they will never Correct. do it. So I just, I just found that to be strange. Um, yeah, uh, me that too. They would, that they would, they would not, you know like link the two things together, and uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it's 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 just a very strange thing. And then now we're seeing that chunks of the, uh, the genetics. I mean, have some patented information in it. It's for that's owned by Moderna, and it's like, mm-hmm. hold on, like whoa, whoa, whoa. How did something come out in the wild? And it, you know, mm-hmm. it, the whole thing, but. I knew early on, I knew where this was headed. Um, This is kind of like why it was a little bit easier for me. So I planned ahead, (laughs) Um, saved, you're saying don't have any debt, that kind of thing. So now it's just that um, I'm betting on myself for the next year or two. I mean, it's not any, Mm -hmm. it's changes, it's life changes, but it's not like a severe discomfort. And I think that's what caught people off guard is that you know if you're in debt and you have two car payments and uh, you know and these other bills and not knocking anybody's lifestyle but i think they understood that would be the leverage yes. or you're know saying for you to make that decision it's like oh you don't want to give up that nice life you have right um mm-hmm. but like i said I, I planned ahead and i was like okay i need to do this that and this if if this is the case i'll be prepared so that was part of it but I don't, I don't harbor, I don't harbor any hard feelings. Now we we talked about anger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on, that was on a the, great uh, episode, <laughs> and and yeah. that was a real thing. It was like you know more of when you feel disposable. You know, you didn't do anything wrong. You were, I was doing my job at a you know exceptional level. Uh, mm-hmm. Just had been promoted. I mean, everything's going the right way, and it's just like somebody comes in with this arbitrary, mm-hmm. you know, decision of oh you didn't do what we told you to do. It's kind of like a me too moment. It's like mm-hmm. you know, like they give you this deal. It's like, hey, you know, you want to further your career, right? Huh? You know, like let, let me let me stick it in for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. No. <laughs> and then like, okay, well you're fired. You're out of the company. You won't you won't let me violate you. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's not hyperbole. You know what I'm saying? It's it's that's how it felt because, like I said, I'm I was never gonna take it, and I'm never gonna take it. I mean, that's. Whether it's moving states, if I if it that's I had game plan like, okay, what states can I move to? It's not pushing yeah. it. I'm looking at Texas, I'm looking at Florida. I was willing to do whatever it took. Um and I would just warn people, don't don't get too comfortable. I mean, yeah. if you listen to Yuri, uh I mean I can't never pronounce his last name, Bizn Besnamov. Bezimov. But, yes, thank you. Um, you know how it goes. They tighten down, then they let up. And then they tighten down more. So I'm I'm just waiting for the next tighten down phase, um, the next variant, you know, whatever, you know, the mm-hmm. for justification. And the crazy thing about it is I'm I was working for home for almost two years, successfully yeah. doing it. I mean, they just threw us to say, Hey, go home and work. No plan, no structure. I was able to, you know, take a team of ten and you no know, pivot to working from home overnight. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Well, yeah we know you're working from home but still and i'm like okay this is this doesn't make any sense to me but yeah um it is what it is but a lot of these companies took money from the government and that's why they had to push it because i I saw the timing of it it's like we were our company pushed it a day before the uh ocean mandate came out you know Mm -hmm. so it was like you know i I see i mean i I, you could see that it was like hey we gave you all money so you had to push you know push our agenda and mm-hmm. and the thing was was the alternative, even if I would have took the exemption, and this is why I didn't take the exemption. One, because it's none of your business, but two, yep, um, was well, if you take the exemption, you still have to wear two masks where everybody else has to wear one. Yeah. Then you have to be tested every day, daily. So I'm like, hold on, you want to stick something up my nose every day <laughs> to your brain. High, but right which is absolutely brain. pointless. I'm like that's even more reason, even more opportunity to get infected. Like you I mean if you Absolutely. you're sticking something in my brain, you know what I'm saying every day. Yeah. And then it was the fi- here's the final straw, and this is where Jim Crow comes in at it. Oh, for lunch and breaks you had to sit at a segregated area. So I'm like, mm. well, so it's kind of like you're outing me. Yeah. Um, as Absolutely being vaccinated. Ridiculous. Right. I mean, if I I, mean, I can't go sit with my friends at lunch. I mean, when when we return back to. uh on uh, to work on site it was like i have to sit into in the sit in the you know in the in a the, the, uh, non-vaccinated um area for lunch and break it's like seriously i mean with two masks on i'm like okay no 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 it's okay i i you, you can have that like i said I lost, I lost a lot of respect for a company i had a lot of respect for and i
2: would tree fall hard yeah um so that really brings up a point Mo, like one of the reasons that i I in particular wanted to talk to you and have you say this because you know what do Jesse and I know we're white females, and so of course the patri- the the white male patriarchy oppresses us and always has and always will but um i especially like the episode you mentioned er- earlier um it was called.
0: What, um, you gonna do, cause?
2: <laughs> what you gonna do cuz? What you gonna do, cuz? So you brought up a few things that like really like hit me. And um so you mentioned that you always kind of thought it was gonna be the race card that knocked you out of the race or you know, knocked you off like your firm standing of where you had made it in this world in your life. And mm. it but this is it, you know, this this is the form of segregation um that was, you know, gonna do you in for and then also like you made it a point and so to like age you a little bit and so people listening understand it's like your grandfather and your father were of generations that definitely saw and experienced like what was the institutional racism that our country knew Mm -hmm. and you know by law like state enforced (laughs) racism Racism. and segregation Mm -hmm. and but you kind of like had been the generation after that. And but you, I think you will I'll let you mansplain it most it. But um, <laughs> you said that, uh, you know, it, it wasn't far behind, huh? Like, you only made it out to go right back into just like this, this now new form of segregation, but I guess like technically, and you can, well, you'll be able to speak to this more than I can, but like just how much this is affecting like the people of color. Um, mm-hmm. Like African-Americans who are hesitant to begin with um, to take this and hopefully anybody else out there who's like also stood strong like you. And when they said they didn't want it, they meant it. And they haven't.
0: And that's, that's the thing that how, how hard it advertised it to I'm saying the black quote unquote black community. Mm-hmm. It's I saw one, it was a new one today. And the guy was like, basically, if you don't take the vaccine, you're Tuskegeeing yourself. Oh my God! And I'm like, God. You, the, you, the amount of—I wouldn't even call it pandering. It was—it was just wow. Like y'all have really jumped the shark yeah. uh, with how you're pushing it, and that made a lot of people hesitant. Like, why are you so, you know, pressed about us taking it? You know, but that because—that's because we drive influence. I think, like, when things take on to certain cultures, it has a certain uh, uh, level of influence or, you know, uh, that comes with it. It's like, oh, yeah, we bought into it, so everybody else will buy into it. Mm
2: -hmm. But I
0: think it kind of backfired because when we were like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) I don't don't want it. And, yeah, it was like, nah, I don't don't want any parts of that. That kind of – you saw the ugly side come out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think people really knew what, in our generations, what mm-hmm. Jim Crow looked like. <laughs> we've read it in books. We saw the water fountains with colored and white over it, but we never seen it. But when you look at places like New York and other places that say, oh, you can't even go inside this restaurant, or you can't even, you know, basically move around um, if you don't have this, that that brings up a lot of old thoughts. Um Mm -hmm. Uh, and especially not outside the U.S. if you saw it like you know you certain stores you couldn't even go into you know you had to go in at certain times and you know that kind of thing it's like wow like okay this is what it feels like and and just to crack you a little bit it's not that I felt the race car was going to get me it was that as a black person typically we're waiting for the other shoe to drop (laughs) like when things are going really good it's like "Eh, this is going a little too good you know and and I Mm -hmm. I, I can't speak for other groups but that's kind of how it feels and and it was like damned if it's not I mean I was making the most amount of money I had made in my life the year before you know COVID hit uh and not hit but I was impacted by COVID I mean I had just bought a house know everything was going great bought the dog i mean got the yard Mm -hmm. everything was going right great and it's like you know what just because we say so yeah you can't work here anymore and it's like it's not anything i've done i would have been okay if it had been a layoff i would have been fine with that if my company had decided without the government uh the collusion with the government i would have been fine with that but it's like when it's the government collusion part that got to me, because it's like they felt pressure from the government to enact these uh, mandates. I mean, cause like I said, I go back to the timing. You could tell that it was government inspired, uh, and it kind of the government just gave the green light to corporations, like, yeah, go for it. So that was that was that was like you know the other shoe waiting to drop. But it, it's sad that you had to feel that way, but. Um, here we are.
2: <laughs> so, um, currently in the world right now, we're trying to be uh, shaken out of our COVID slumber or COVID hysteria. Kind of really depends on the person. Or, you know, distract anybody who actually might have been paying it a little too much attention to the whole kind of COVID psyop and saw it for that. Here they are throwing the war propaganda at us because nothing's more distracting. <laughs> than war, and especially one that's like geopolitical, international, and potentially hot. And, um, but so I read this article this week, and it was fantastic. And I might put it in our show notes, even though, you know, whatever. But it's, uh, it was from lourockwell.com news roundup. And so it's, uh, it's, the title of it is called All War, Hot, Cold, Geopolitical, International, or Domestic is Always a War Against All of Us. And I think like, this is one of those things that transcends, you know, our different demographics, our genders, our races, like we're all humans at the end of the day. And like, there was this quote that really stuck with me. And so I want to say it because I think like it's pretty fitting and I want to make sure I'm not speaking out of turn, but so the author is, um, his name is Gary D. Barnett. I think it is. Yeah. Gary D. Barnett. And he's somebody I've like followed throughout this COVID thing. And i am he's been pretty sane. And of course, anybody you're going to get from Lou Rockwell, uh, his newsletter is pretty awesome. Uh, name drop. Um, but so it says like, once you turn to governments and rulers for your sustenance and safety, once you have no control over basic services and needs, once you have no way to support yourselves, and once your family is taken from you, you will have nothing left but your slavery. And. While I think similarly, um, Twitter, Twitter knuckleheads and bots of all kinds and blue check marks, you know, people have been getting really upset about anybody sort of making any kind of connection to Nazi Germany, like what we're facing now like like the papers like this paper society like the yellow stars anybody who's like i think rightfully making these connections between like the rise of hitler and nazi germany and segregating people like that i think they'd also make a similar like critique and say well you definitely can't equate this to the holocaust and you definitely can't equate this to slavery and what african americans experience and and you can't but i guess you know i want you to most blame, um, you know, what I might be missing or, you know, what I might actually be right about?
0: Well, it's only one side of the political spectrum can use the Hitler. <laughs> like they can yeah, put the Hitler right? Nazi thing on the other side, but if it's come back the other way, um, or if even if it's on their side, but it's not warranted, because if you, uh, I don't know if you heard the latest show, 76, Michael Eric Dyson came under fire. Uh, the five dollar wordsman himself, wordsmith himself, because uh, back in 2013 he he created uh Clarence Thomas as the mm. as a Jew who sided with the Nazis, right? And he came mm-hmm. under all this fire for saying that. So it's only when it could be sanctioned for whatever narrative they want to push with the Nazi thing. Uh yes. that's that's when they're allowed to use it. Uh, But definitely we see, I mean, we're seeing Putin been called, uh, what I call Pootie Tang. Um, He's been, uh, (laughs) uh, uh, because I mean, once again, I mean, this is, I I have to come up with these terms because when you're on YouTube and these platforms, you have Mm -hmm. to say Vaseline, you have to say Pootie Poo or Pootie Tang as I call them.
1: because the <laughs> algorithm,
0: or, you know, it, this is this is Big Brother. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you actually yes. have to use other terms, or uh, you know, um, or self censor, lets you know where where we're at in in society, that you can't say anything freely. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 crazy that, but it's not to be, it's to be expected because we allow it to happen. That's, that's the problem. I mean, I don't, at the end of the day, nobody put a gun to anybody's head and said they had to get vaccinated. Nobody put a gun to their head and Mm -hmm. said, I mean, like me, I'm not watching the war war. I'm not, (laughs) I refuse. I avoid it at all costs. It's like, Nope, you're not going to brainwash me. You're not going to cast a spell on me as we talk about on the show. Yeah. I'm not going to allow you to cast a spell on me now. Um, because I know I know what it's about, they need another boogeyman, I mean, Trump is gone,
1: mm-hmm. COVID
0: is you know, dying that's, out yeah, that's so failing it's like, so yeah, yeah, so now we need another boogeyman so it's like, crank up the fear machine um, you know what I'm saying, it's pooty. you know what I'm saying, so um, <laughs> and here we are
2: <clears throat> no, agreed, and like the being afraid of uh, Mr. Pootie Poo over there, like that fits in really well with the same kind of like Honestly, like unidirectional attack. I'm not saying that the Republicans are good or great or are doing anything to stand up to our freedoms. Maybe only like Ron DeSantis is an example in these times and of like what to do. And really it's, I don't even know how good his other policies or positions are. Like he's just been really good on the COVID thing, which has been very important. I'm appreciative. Um, Big fan of Florida. Other than I probably won't, uh, ever moved there i don't know maybe ryan or cam whichever of them is uh editing our show for us is probably shaking mm. shaking their head and saying dumb maddie don't say that um but can, can i be honest on. for a minute though go Do ahead yeah go ahead
0: because i mean a majority of their money was like reliant on tourism so i mean it's not it's not like it was a huge stance that he took i mean it True. was but i mean if you look at it, it's like he'll get voted out of office if he doesn't take that stance because you're talking about shutting down disneyland shutting down florida i mean
1: Mm -hmm, look at how much
0: money comes from you know tourism so not not that you're saying crap on him but i'm just saying like it was a very convenient stance um but we're seeing now nobody's standing up to say you know what this war is stupid everybody's kind of going along and like hey you know yeah Yeah, they're picking sides Right, it's like, yeah. hold on. Like we have nothing to do with that. Our border our, our borders is wide open <laughs> and we are worried about somebody else's border. I mean like it, really? I mean like and then it's like, okay, but then the Canadians can't come across and we can't go come across oh their gosh, border. Yeah. It's like the borders that they want to enforce. It's the hypocrisy mm. and it's and when people can't see that, that's that, that's a telltale sign of some seri- uh, even bigger problem uh then you know then the media itself is that people are they're checked out. I mean whenever they're they're given a stimulus, uh not the check but the actual like uh for through the media.
1: It's yep. like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll
0: change my I'll change my filter to U Uf- Ukraine flag. You know, it was Black Lives Matter last week, you know what I'm saying, last month or last year. Now it's Ukraine. Or whatever they're told to put in their, you know, social media feed or whatever else or their bio, they just do it, you know what I'm saying, as a, like a regurgitation. And just one final thought is that this Putin thing was genius. On, I mean, on the Democrat side, because now when Trump decides to run, if he decides to run twenty twenty four, he's running against mm. not only his actions but Putin's actions as well. Because you know they're homeboys. I mean, in, quote unquote, from like, their from their you know their narrative. Mm-hmm. So now he has to answer for Putin every time. And like I said, I think this whole thing was staged in a way uh. that you know, yeah. <laughs> The yeah wow i just remember
1: i remember Agreed. when uh covid was we were just talking about it we didn't know if it was going to make it over here and there were all those videos from china where people were passing out and throwing up blood and stuff Dying like that. in the street yeah that's how i see the footage from this war right now i think that it's all just staged it just doesn't seem right anything i see And I think it's very telling that the president of uh, Ukraine is an actor himself. So I'm very reluctant to just believe anything he does. So, uh, yeah, this is all shady. Super shady. But actually,
2: Mo, that's a really good point. And I'm thinking, like, I'm already, like, well aware that so many of these things are, like, pre-scripted and or just, like, when they're not, their opportunities like specifically taken advantage of um, to escalate like and uh, you know further a further power grab um, over all of us. But um, actually, now that like we kind of are sort of heading towards the next election cycle, and we have heard rumors, I don't know, I like don't even care like, but you know, of Trump running again. So it's it it's all the more reason for me. I think that like God, like no wonder they're like pushing the Putin thing again so hard. Like here we go again.
0: <laughs> all all and, over again. I mean, it basically <laughs> it neutralizes Trump by pushing the Russian narrative. And once again, I mean, we all know that we hate to change leaders in a war. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's another thing that's going for him. And it's a it's one huge distraction. Like I mean, you hear now that the Ukraine stuff is ramping up, you're hearing all these admissions come out about you know, saying the KUF. and it's like, oh yeah, you know they'll just bury it in in the stack of news, it's like, oh yeah, we told you that, oh yeah, we told you that, you know, and when you look back, it's, like, oh yeah, we reported on that, and it's like what you reported mm-hmm. on in the fog of war, um, and it no it never reaches it never reaches the surface for people to really you know to latch on to and I just re- I'd like to remind people again about the nocebo effect. I mean, this mass hysteria—we really have to get our hands on this because it could, it goes out of control really fast. And it was funny that I was one of the first and probably only people to brought up the nocebo effect with the uh, COVID. You know what I'm saying? And how we maybe no for people that don't know, know what the nocebo effect. Let me explain right quick. It's the opposite of. No,
2: explain it. <laughs> right it's the opposite
0: of the placebo effect so if you think you're gonna get sick you'll get sick and they've seen this on a mass level and then you know what they came out and said you know what then it's the nocebo effect that's causing the vaccine reactions Hmm. it was a new york it was a new york um not times the other new york post report that came out it said you know these all these heart issues and stuff coming out it's due to the nocebo effect so i'm like whoa like you admit that it's Something to this nocebo effect, but not on the COVID side, but on the vaccine side. So it, I just found that to be very interesting, as well. Yeah. Wow.
1: I see a lot of uh hypocrisy, but yeah,
2: yeah, just straight up cognitive dissonance. Mm,
1: yeah, that's yeah.
2: Refusal to connect dots because I think connecting the dots is it's, it's scary. Like the the result, like the ending picture is. Absolutely frightening. Like, it's not fun having insight to this, honestly. But I guess what it does do is help us all prepare. Like, you said, Bo, like, you kind of saw the writing on the wall and you started bef- well before, like, this decision and the action was finally made, like, against you. You were kind of already plotting, planning, as I think everybody should be. And sometimes I feel a little paranoid that, like, I want. I want to buy land. I want to be prepared. I want to be as unplugged as possible. And just, you know, I, even if it's just like a little further out there than is currently in my grasp, like I, I don't want to forget that that's like very, very possible. And uh, I think uh, on your, um, what are you going to do? Cause your episode, you mentioned like there's this powder keg like that's going to blow and i don't think you're wrong about that either like um you know that's more than just you who's been in the po- has been put into the position that you've been put in and and a lot of people that have been put into that position are and are in worse off positions um like financially and mentally and emotionally like people are unwell yeah <laughs> and, uh, and it is a dangerous dangerous thing that the big they is brewing but also like you say mo uh, it's not their ignorance like it's it's pretty purposeful
0: as i say uh, uh it's not my words uh it's actually nearly fuller's uh junior's words uh the legend is don't be confused that they're confused everything yes. they do is is strategic it's planned even the stuff that looks buffoonish or confused I'm mean, like, it's like why would they do that i mean we always ask that question like they must be dumb why did they do that why would they do this why would they do that it's like they know the reaction, and this, and they—that's the desire reaction. Uh, So, don't ever be confused; they're confused.
1: Yeah, because uh, I think that's that what they're banking on is us just like sitting here and trying to make sense of the nonsensicalness of all of it. And while we're trying to figure out the, all of that, they're plotting the next thing. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, cause it. like Jesse, you're, you're saying you're a healthcare worker. You say you're a mm-hmm. nurse. Yeah. How do you go from you all are the heroes to firing you in, in, in a year? I mean, like what, what is that? Um, that If you look at it on the surface, it's like, that's the dumbest thing i ever heard in my life, but <laughs> it's not really. It's because mm-hmm. they want the hospitals to be seem like they're overwhelmed. And the only way you can do that is by reducing the workforce. You see, I mean, yeah. that's the, that's the whole that's how you get the overwhelmness because as we've seen in the in the right in the midst of covid i mean they show all these empty hospitals mm-hmm. that you know nurses were sitting around waiting for people to come in and so they said we can't have that anymore so we need to you know make them busy how do you make them busy you get rid of some of them some yeah of them. make so less, that, of them. Yeah, yeah. less of them yeah them.
1: I I mean, I remember some of my friends that have been, they've been turned into Stepford wives, basically, they, they had to go on furlough or they had to take their vacation in the middle of January and, and there's nothing you can do because the whole entire world is shut down. So they just had to sit at home, you know, while our hospital was working, you know, it's not taking any, uh, uh, surgeries or anything. And that was basically just making it pointless and then meanwhile you know patients are who have uh, who need to be screened for cancer and things like that they're st- sitting at home they can't get any of that stuff like people were getting sicker and sicker
0: don't yeah, be confused it, they're confused once again that's another yeah. example of it like oh yeah oh well some of these people that you know we had to pay a lot of money for insurance to treat you know they might just go ahead and you know die and it's, yep. a, and it's a win for the insurance companies like yo and, and that's a whole nother like that's a whole and then other, we'll yeah, test a, them and they'll have covid <laughs> <laughs> it's like and yeah, we'll test definitely. them and we'll have covid and we'll count it as a covid death and we'll collect off of it so some and parts and of it
1: old, yeah. insurance is, itself is a scam it's just a big racket i mean we pay in for something that might potentially happen but almost never does um, you know, and now thanks to Obamacare, deductibles are higher. So you have to pay more of a deductible just to get it, maybe get anything covered when, if we didn't have insurance, like the price of things would be much cheaper. Um, like when I worked in a hospital, yeah, when I worked in a hospital, band aid would be like $35, you know, but you know, that's just because insurance makes the price of everything go up. It's actually not. The safeguard we think it is no it's, it's more slavery it, yes it's, but it's everybody buys mechanism. into it yeah it's everybody control- believes that it's gonna do something so we all buy into it and so now it's like to try and get people off of insurance like you even
0: mentioned that people think that you're insane that was the main question I got when I said I'm not gonna you know um, take the vet people are like what are you gonna do about insurance? Now that that's that's the one thing that really keeps people um not betting on themselves in this country mm-hmm. if there if there if there were actually affordable health care mm-hmm. no that you could buy into and be an entrepreneur, we would have way more people betting on themselves, but they don't want that they don't want people yep. betting on themselves they want you to be uh beholden to them and they can dangle it over your head and mm-hmm. it's like okay well you don't want to do what we want you to do you, you won't have insurance you know that kind of thing but uh it's just about willing to bet on yourself and the more i think about it the more i'm kicking myself that i shouldn't have done this sooner i mean to be honest with i mean not saying telling people to go quit the job is not what i'm saying but <laughs> it's you don't realize how valuable you, your time is until you get it back mm. um like I said, I was in a position, you know, I have, I mean, I have income coming in and I understand I had provisions, but it was like, okay, you didn't realize how much you missed. Um, and I I started, I think this is what's causing people, a lot of people the great resignation that they talk about Mm, is when people started working from home, they started to realize how much better their life was. I mean, I think everybody does this, this song and dance on how bad life is with COVID. But a lot of people were enjoying home life because you're at home with the kids and you get to spend that time where before you were, you know, drop the kids off, go to work, get off at five, you know, come home, mm-hmm. you see your kids for maybe a couple of hours and then they go mm-hmm. into bed and you do this for five days a week and then everything else is jammed into the weekend. Where now it's, I don't think people want to go back to work. Even if they want to work, they don't want to go back physically to work because it's just dumb. It's like, why do... Why do I need to go back to work when we were way more productive? Mm-hmm. And That's what, that's what blew me away. It's like, I'm looking at, I'm like, okay, you sent me home without a plan. I figured it out. I'm managing 10 people. We became way more productive, smashing our goals. Life work balance was through the roof because you could take a meet. You're know saying you could take a hour off. You're know saying in the middle of the day, you know, look over the kids' homework, uh, get dinner started, you know, that kind of thing, run, run out, run an errand or two, whatever, and that kind of, so everything was kind of balanced, and it's like, you want everybody to give this up, and a lot of people are going to say no, and a lot of people have said no, they said, no, I'm not going back to work, and I I don't think they figured this one out either, it's two things they haven't figured out yet, it's the booster, and they're making Mm -hmm. people go back to work, they haven't figured those two things out yet, and I don't think they actually plan for people to push back as hard as they did about uh you know returning back on site to work uh, because it's unnecessary
2: yeah i, I think agree that, yeah and those two things are related because i don't know about you two um and like what you might have experienced or seen but like you know a lot of the people that were like severely covid cautious and paranoid um like i think some of the push back to work and some of the back to work efforts was everybody's gonna be vaccinated. So it's gonna be safe at work. So like, that's the only reason you're afraid to go back to work, right? Like mm-hmm. it's because you're afraid it's not safe. And so don't worry, everybody's gonna get jabbed and like, or get tested out the wazoo and everybody's gonna wear masks and you're still gonna be socially distant from your coworkers. And so that's all you need, right? That's all you need to go back to the office. And But exactly like you said, you know, my sanity actually took like, a and, and stress levels run through the roof when I did finally have to kind of like, Go back to the office more and it was mostly because of my like leadership position that i kind of felt that i needed i needed to promote normalcy of being in the office for the new person mm-hmm. but it honestly like it was like we're kind of finally like in a place where we're going to be a little bit more remote again because of construction but like my sanity was sacrificed <laughs> to try and like force something that maybe doesn't need to be forced so much. But, um, you know, the idea of going back to the office is like, I've I've been going back to the office like as I wanted to and as I cared to or needed to, like the very few times I actually needed to. And that was fine like i was never afraid to go to the office and it's always funny like you know the laptop class that i work with and that um communicates with me they're like are you in the office are you guys back in the office like what's that like and um you know they're all at home like so many like lawyers paralegals attorneys so many people are at home still like in their you know pajamas and um but no that's uh i think like i definitely enjoyed being at home and being able to multitask and taking walks, like enjoying the sunshine, enjoying life, like remembering that there's more to life than just your stupid job, that even if you like it, it's a stupid job. Like, shut up, job.
0: And that's the key point of being able to, like <laughs> you said, multitask, because you could have a load of clothes going while you're working and, you know, the crock pot going. You know what I mean? like So it's like you're knocking out two or three things at one time, yeah. so when you actually got off of work, you actually had time to Spend enjoying your life not just running in throwing something in the oven and you know um you know just sustaining sustaining It's just i guess i i think we're at a we're at a real cusp of people don't want to work the old way it's not that people don't want to work people don't want to work the old way and mm-hmm. i don't this is one thing i don't think that they accounted for this bigger reaction and with young people now and this is kind of the backfire with people not having children <laughs> because children was one of the control mechanisms like well you got to have a job because you got a family you know these people kids now are like hey i don't i don't have, i can just kind of float through life i can find me a little gig here or there you know uh and trade some bitcoin and uh <laughs> create some nfts and 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 sustain and if i need to get any more money i'll go drive an uber or DoorDash and make some cash that way so it's it's a real. we're at a new we're at a new industrial age I believe we're at the very beginning of a new industrial age and not the sense of like actually industry but how we work
1: Mm-hmm. and how productive we can be mm-hmm. we don't have to do the 40 hours a week kind of business and like super
2: structured 40 hours like within yeah. these walls that are designated by a certain address and you're all like you all have to be in the same exact spot yeah no i think that is one of the silver linings i think that like one of the ways we win like we the normal common people have won um and won back a little bit of our freedom perhaps um but you're right the big vey hasn't completely figured that out (laughs) <laughs> but they're not confused. So, you know, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out if they want to. And so I, I, you know, that might be honestly what, and this is a whole nother episode. We don't have to go into it, but um. so what, the next thing that kind of does scare me is like, if I'm this unclean person um, I've been able to live my life normally thus far. You know, I didn't go to New York when they were enforcing all this. I think they've lifted it since then. Um mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. I avoided it um, for the brief period that they had their psychotic experiment, um, anti-human experiment. Um, but I'm definitely like I, my passport expired, I realized this weekend, and I want to get that back like now before it becomes completely digitized and or they start asking questions that I don't want them to ask. Good
1: point. I didn't think about that.
2: Right? Okay, mm. <laughs> <I'm> freaking out. <laughs> I need an exit plan. We
1: basically I mean, does, all need it, an exit it plan. It does seem, though, like they are uh, dropping a lot of these mandates now, uh, and I'm curious if, like, the pu- the well, the war is, you know, the distraction that where when they drop all the mandates, everybody will just be so distracted they won't ask questions or fight about it. You know, I wonder if that's what, but that's all about. And i wonder if all these people who've lost their jobs because of the mandates are they going to get their jobs back or or what you know there's so many questions i have about what's going to happen because this is a crazy time super crazy
2: you know as you've just sort of really entered your new full-time podcasting etc um Mm -hmm. position and situation um I want to make sure our listeners know how to find you, follow you, support you, and, um, you know, all the good stuff going on in MoFax land.
0: Okay. (laughs) You can find me on most of the uh, social media sites, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Agenda Social, MoFax, M-O-E-F-A-C-T-Z. And the same thing for the website, M-O-E-F-A-C-T-Z. And the crazy thing is, is that, I've been a full-time podcaster for this whole time. (laughs) It's just that I was just doing two full-time jobs. Um, Now Mm -hmm. I've I've taken that time that I have now and invested into other business ventures, like I said, but uh, hopefully you all have been still enjoying the show. So um, it's been giving me more time to to do that. No, just to go deeper down the rabbit hole. And also on YouTube, we have the Lost Tapes. I think everybody hasn't caught on to that just yet. And I think that's a Mm -hmm. missed opportunity because it's where the Facts family gets together and actually I get their feedback and they're in the live chat and we're just vibing off each other. So that's how you can find me. I always love to come chopping it up with you all because it's always a great conversation.
2: Oh, yeah. Yep. We love having you. So, yeah. Is there any other Mosplain, Mansplain notes you want to leave us with?
0: uh one i'll give you a little tip uh i know okay. you ladies are into like the i want to say anti-feminism i don't think it's a fair co- uh classification but you're aware of the possible detriment of feminism mm-hmm. i'll say that
2: mm-hmm. yes
0: i don't know if you knew it or not but um beyonce knows mother tina knows is under fire because she's made a uh I- i'll just say it like this i'll leave i'll leave some shroud around that she's under fire But I think that feminism has ran its course as a political, uh, as a political tool.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I think it's ran its course. I think that you see with Black Lives Matter, they're kind of wrapping things up with them, trying to get them out the door. I think it was a failed experiment. And I think that now they're going back to the more traditional model but the feminists are not going to go easy. And they're and they're willing to blow everything up. <laughs> to, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'll, I'll tear this whole thing down, you know what I'm saying, before you get rid of me. So um, just keep an eye out for that. I, I think okay. they're going to go, they're not going to go easy. They're going to go quick kicking and screaming. And um, I'll just, I'll just, I guess I'll leave with that. Um, have you noticed this? I just want to ask, I brought it up because I want to, have you noticed that, Wow, they kind of jumped a shark with their Yeah,
1: home. I'm seeing that. And I'm also seeing online a lot of hostile, hostile, like posts or uh, kind of like the, op, like the, almost like the male equivalent now kind of coming out. So there's a lot of, um, I've been seeing a lot of posts, of, very negative about women making fun of things that they say and it's like a big joke and while i get what they're why men have gone that direction Mm -hmm. i do it scares me a little bit because i feel like it's gonna get to a point where they're gonna be like meninists like they're gonna be like the feminists now where they just go a little overboard and then it becomes
0: oh you mean like the MGTOW kind of hate yeah yeah i i i see it, well, they're both extremists yes. at the end of the day. I mean, and that's what we have to stop. You know, I'm just you know just to remind people what I'm, I'm about, I'm not into the binary. I'm not mm-hmm. into the extremes. I think when we use nuance and seek first to understand, then to be understood, when we listen empathetically, we can actually get to a, a resolution. And mm-hmm. I think on both sides, the feminist and the quote-unquote MGTOW Men going their own way, kind of thing. I'm like, if you have to say that you're going your own way, I mean, it's kind of self explained Like a man is like self-created and self-directed, and I. Uh, it's funny that uh, Maddie said that, <laughs> like what we talked about before is like, she got in the car. You know what I'm saying? Like she's willing to ride with her partner. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. not to speak for women. I think women want a man that has direction and is self-directed, yeah. and it, it. But at the same time, it's like you you have to take your co-pilot's input you know and let them take over the wheel sometimes and you know and you know like i said this this, we're on this trip and it's Mm -hmm. a man might have in his mind where he wants to go but a woman's like hey that looks cool let's pull over here you know let's check this out (laughs) you know let's let's stop stop and sightsee for a while let's stop and get something to eat and take a rest you know Mm -hmm. that kind of thing it's a it's a very one needs the other and it's not one that's yeah. greater than the other. So right. when you start Agreed. getting to this, oh, men don't need women or women don't need men. it's very. Toxic I hate that stuff. And it's very yeah. counterproductive.
1: I saw one yep. post. I saw, and I'll just leave. Like this will be the last thing I say about it. Um, I saw a post where they were talking about how uh the the female like the the Ukrainian prostitutes are really suffering during the war right now, <laughs> and all Sorry, these men. men- well, all these men were like commenting about like how stupid they are and how like just making comments about their bodies and all this stuff, just very disrespectful. And while I can like, while I can understand like the ridiculousness of the statement, I'm also thinking like Ukraine has a humongous, like sex trafficking problem too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe like we don't need to be making fun of people that may not have chosen that career on their own or have no choice at all. Um, it just was very, very, I don't know, just painful to read because you're realizing how little empathy
0: people have now for each other. And those are, and that's, you know what? And that's the point I'm trying to make is when I said what I said, what I said, mm-hmm. they're going to turn it up and troll harder. And they're actually, a lot of these people are paid trolls or mm-hmm. incentivized trolls. And let me kind of, uh, you know, Highlight the difference between a paid troll and an an incentivized troll. Paid trolls are actually paid. They clock in, and you know, and they you know saying they troll for a living. Incentivized troll is the algorithms will throw them clout. You know, it'll kick them up in the algorithm, and you know saying give them a visibility, high visibility. They're not really receiving any money per se for it but the clout they're giving online. And we've seen this with the guy that was like, oh yeah, I'm a hacker and I'm the one that hacked the truckers and blah, 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 blah. Like mm-hmm. he's not really a paid troll. He's a, you know, he's mm-hmm. an uh, incentivized troll. Mm-hmm. And the fact, you know, that they, the clout they're giving, you know, they they feed off of that. And so let's not get caught up in, right, you know, uh, in the trolls too much because that's exactly what they are, trolls.
2: Mm-hmm. So I want to comment on the idea that you put forth there mo that feminism may have uh, ran its course and i i don't want to say this as like a in sort of like a fear porn like pessimistic like way but i think you're probably right that it's ran its course and that there's like gonna be a physical need for <laughs> women to have like a strong counterpart and maybe that's another woman. Okay, whatever. I don't care guys or girls, whatever, you know, do Mm. what you want to do. But I think like this quote unquote liberated woman has definitely run its course. And for numerous reasons, like whether you mentioned like the women being at home and kind of realizing like, I like being at home and, (laughs) and not wanting to go back to the office and, you know, just slave away there. Um, Mm. There's, I think, that it coming into place and why the whole, like, feminist wave is potentially coming to an end. But I honestly do think, like, we are in store for some probable hard times, like, not too far from where we are. Like, there are enough catastrophes and enough imbalances that, like, people, like, in the government and these organizations have interfered enough with our natural courses of life that I think it's going to snap back to a closer picture of reality and it's not going to be pretty. And you know, what's, what's a feminist to do during the times like that? I don't know. Couldn't tell you.
0: And, and, and I'll, I'll wrap on this final thing is that I think mm-hmm. the inflate and the fact that we have inflation is making it a lot harder for people to live alone. Uh, it's mm. it's almost dang near impossible to be able to afford a house and a car and a, you know all these things that you normally could do five years ago on your own.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, you
0: look at the price of gas, you look at the price of rent. I mean, everything has went skyrocketed, and I don't think the uh, incomes are keeping up. And this is going to force a lot of people to I'll say cohabitate. I'm not even going to say marry or even get in relationships, but you're gonna see more roommates. You're gonna see more yeah. uh situations where people have to cohabitate just to survive. And yeah. I apologize for the internet, man. This is I don't know what's going on. Uh even my <laughs> hotspot is acting crazy.
2: No worries. Internet sucks. It's just a you know, one of these uh commodities of ours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it connects us, you know. It it's it led you to Adam, it led me to find you. Um through like another sort of listener of our show and fan of our page mm-hmm. i remember like a few, it's definitely years ago now that he was like i've been listening to mofax and it's really like opened my eyes i was like oh check this out uh <laughs> and i did <laughs> yeah. and i was like damn like i gotta sit down and like pay attention to it but it's always such a treat to uh tune in and listen to what um you've put together and so I know I've definitely talked about it on our show before. Like certain things you've pointed out to us that um, I wouldn't have found or come across otherwise. Definitely always enriched after listening to an episode of your show. So all the more reason I'm super thankful that you're here talking to us and that you know you've made the decisions you did. I, I appreciate that you're somebody um, that we can kind of look up to, and you know it, it matters that if we have a line that we do not cross it because then they'll just let you, you know, keep dragging you across that line again and again and again. So we have to stand firm.
0: Yep. And I I always enjoy coming on here talking to you all because it's a change of pace Mm -hmm. and and any opportunity I can man explain. uh, (laughs) I I feel it's my duty to do so. I mean, what would the world be without mansplaining? So no, I'm joking. (laughs) You love mansplaining. (laughs) we love man's
2: planning we love most planning and we love all of you listening so thanks yeah. everybody for stopping by we'll catch you next time but in the meantime keep it sane keep it peaceful and keep it voluntary